very yes. excited about today's episode recording. Me we are too. going to be talking about getting LinkedIn and we have cheekily titled it Get LinkedIn, You Filthy Animals, because <laughs> we both know there are so many um, retailers out there who don't actually have LinkedIn. I just did a resume for someone last week who doesn't have LinkedIn and I said, get on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I actually now tell people LinkedIn is more important than your resume. Um, so, you know, anyone who doesn't have LinkedIn, exactly the same thing. I'm like, where are you living? 1995 or, you know, <laughs> come and join us in 2020. Yeah, it's so true. I feel exactly the same. It is so much more important than a resume. I mean, it is the modern day number one tool for headhunting, right? That's where mm-hmm. I source a lot of my candidates and where I have been sourced as a candidate for the last two and most important two roles that I ever had in my career. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, actually, it's a really interesting one, because I think there's a lot of psychological um, cues that you can get from LinkedIn. Um, You know, firstly, that most people feel like you're less likely to um, exaggerate or lie on a public profile that's on the internet. Um, So it's always a bit concerning when either someone doesn't have a profile or it's really outdated or it has different information to the resume. Um, These are all things that can actually really hinder your um, success as a job seeker. So um, although I I hear all the time people say, oh, I check my LinkedIn, um, you know, once a month. And I'm like, oh, I, I mean, obviously I use mine as part of my job, but, you know, I've had mine open every day for the last 10 years. So, you know, it is, it's so important and it's been around um, when I started in recruitment in London 10 years ago, it had already been around for several years and they were surprised that I didn't have one. Um, so, you know, that's 10 years ago. So if you don't have one today or you're not utilizing it, you're, you're really missing out on a lot of information, a lot of great opportunities. Hmm. I didn't actually know it had been around for that long. I've probably only had it since, maybe four years ago. I don't even yeah. know when I first got it, but I think it was when I was moving from store manager to area trainer at Cook Eye, but I couldn't tell you yeah. it hasn't been very long. So I can't believe it's been around for almost 10 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been around so long. Um, obviously, look, Australia is a little bit behind um, on, you know, the engagement on LinkedIn. Uh When I recruited in London, and that was for luxury roles in retail, every single sales assistant that I recruited had LinkedIn. I could not tell you how many people approached me on LinkedIn. And I think I had, you know, thousands of connections when I, when I, um, recruited in London and they were all retail based um, and they were all specific to luxury, which is not a massive market from a uh, employee perspective. So, you know, it's, it's critical. And, you know, if, if you're working in the fashion industry now, um, it is the most important tool that recruiters use. So if you are not on there, you cannot be found. So um, yeah, you're missing out on some exciting opportunities that don't make it to market. Totally. And you know what, if you're not on there, you can't be found, but also you can't discover. Um, For me, in a lot of my roles over the last couple of years, I posted only on LinkedIn and didn't bother with Seek or Pedestrian or, you know, any of that stuff because the quality of candidate was always better on LinkedIn. But I guess on the flip side as well, me actively job seeking or sometimes not even actively job seeking yeah. uh, being on there and checking my news feed. I'm like you, I've been on it every day for a really long time. I yeah. often enjoy it more than other um, social media outlets, especially yeah. more than Facebook, more yeah. than Instagram if I'm in the mood, just depends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, my last, my role, both my national roles were through LinkedIn. I think I've told you before, but yes. One of them was through a post that someone said, you know, searching now for a national manager, I'll be personally mentoring them. It wasn't an ad. It was simply a post. And I was just lucky that the algorithm showed me that. Um, And that was how I scored that role. And then the second um, national role that I had, I was approached by the CEO of Tiger Lily and it was never advertised on any other channels. Uh, And if he hadn't messaged me, I never would have known about the position. So yeah. 
been so pivotal to my career personally and I think that you can probably say the same. Yeah. And do you know what's so funny is I know that the CEO from Tiger Lily, I used to see his post and he said no agencies. So if he's not posting that on job boards and they're not going to agencies, it's so interesting, isn't it, that people talk about the opportunities that can be found on LinkedIn um, yet when they're job seeking, their first port of call is job boards and agencies. And I'm like, you know, that they absolutely can be part of your strategy and, and they should be, they, yeah. but you can't rely on those strategies anymore. Um, they can't be your only strategies. It's a reactive strategy. It's not really being proactive or trying to source opportunities yourself. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I can say in the last five years at least, um, in Australia as well, it, it's, it's a different market um there's lots of reasons for that um there's less people it's you know less specialized people um you know there's starting to become more and more competition in the market um and also i suppose pre-covid the way that job seeker was set up it meant that you had to apply for jobs if you were on job seeker so you would get a lot of irrelevant applications coming through um we would always go to, as an, if an agency would always go to your qualified database first and LinkedIn. And that was really, we would use a Boolean search on LinkedIn, not to bore everyone with the terminology, but basically a keyword search on LinkedIn um, to find people. And then because there is this perception um, that uh, probably, you know, people who are actively applying on a job board are less attractive than passive candidates. It's not a hard and fast rule, but it is a perception that they want the people that aren't looking. They want the people that are sitting in their roles that are getting tapped on their shoulder. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, again, not a hard and fast rule, and I always feel a bit weird about saying that, but it is true that there's that perception. Yeah. And um, if you don't have LinkedIn, it's, um, it, it does allude to a lot of things about you. You know, some of the things we'll cover off later, but, you know, it's, it's so important. So I literally, when people say to me, how important is it for me to have LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, you know, girl, come on. Like it was important five years ago. It was important four years ago. It's essential now. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, sourcing candidates since I've started my business, Mm -hmm. I have done a few paid social ads, but Mm -hmm. I haven't posted on any job boards yet. I haven't actually posted any ads on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I have been able to source everyone by headhunting and it's Mm -hmm. all through uh, LinkedIn. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's, hundreds of thousands of people out there who aren't on there that I might have targeted had they been and they might be sitting in mm. roles or new roles if that were yeah case. yes absolutely the only time I apply or I post on job boards is if I'm cr- incredibly time poor yeah. um and I, I I know that the audience that seek gets is is large and then perhaps it's a role that a lot of people would apply for so I think okay fine I'll invest in that um but it is um you know it has to be you know a big sort of multi-pronged strategy and this is why I talk about the content you put on LinkedIn because it's so subjective um and it's you know it's important to be found you know and and it's like a website and i think most people have a bit of an understanding of search engine optimization it's like putting your website up and i'm sure we all felt like that when we started our businesses right like we'll just put my website up and the um and the inquiries will come flowing in and it will be great uh, <laughs> and it's, it's like crickets um, yeah because yeah, how do you get found amongst millions of billions of trillions of other websites it's yeah. the same as linkedin there are what's the world population i have no idea but 
Yeah, so that's, that's the potential of the number of people you're competing against. And I this think there's something like 150 million profiles on LinkedIn. Like it's insane. Like the uptake on LinkedIn is huge. And, you know, if, especially if you're in a corporate industry, which, you know, probably our listeners aren't, but, you know, there's a huge amount in there. Um, yeah, you're not going to be found unless you actually put the effort into your profile. Yeah, it's so funny that you say, you know, our listeners might not be corporate and it's relevant to the corporate industry. Um, my cousin who works in corporate the other day made a comment, I didn't know retailers used LinkedIn. And I said to her, I would not have a successful business without LinkedIn. So yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. I, 90% of what we do is on LinkedIn. It's on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we're engaging with people. We're, we're networking with people. Um and the most important thing is to stop treating LinkedIn like it's just there to get something out of, you know, like a transaction. Um, you know, the people that are most successful on LinkedIn are using it regularly and meaningfully, not just because they're job hunting, you know, for that one month where they're looking for a job. Um, you know, they're actually putting some effort into what they're doing and taking those actions because that's where that sort of hidden job market exists. Mm, absolutely so let's talk about the most important sections on LinkedIn when we're going onto someone's profile what is it that you're looking at first and that you're looking for as your priority well number one section um and this is verified by LinkedIn and by everyone is your headline um and there's a lot more space in there and the generic headline that LinkedIn will give you is not going to do you any favors unless you are um a head designer at an epic fashion brand that everyone knows um you know if you are working for a relatively unknown or little known company in a role that is or a title that is unique to that company you're doing yourself no favors in terms of being able to be found your headline needs to be a mixture of um, keywords that you think people are going to search on. Um, so, yeah, if you're a store manager, it's store manager, it's fashion, and you can use the single sort of um, line to separate them. It doesn't need to be a sentence. It can be literally words. Um, store manager, fashion, Sydney, um, multi-site, like whatever it is that you have in your toolbox of skills is what you need to showcase in there because the reason of that is that when I do a search on LinkedIn, your headline is what is going to be the point of difference of whether I click on your profile or not. Yeah. Um, so it is really like the most important section on LinkedIn. Yeah, love that. So mm. you recommend that any anyone with a LinkedIn profile has multiple keywords in their headline, right? Rather 100%. Than one store manager um, and you know we've recorded a podcast on resumes we spoke about how important it was to have an about me section and to be really clear if you are transitioning for example or wanting to transition from yeah. store manager to multi-site or to office whatever that transition looks like for you would you recommend including information about that in the headline to listeners <sighs> yes uh, depending on how um obvious you want to be so obviously if you don't want your boss to know that you're looking then you might need to be a little bit more discreet than that um yeah so just to give people an insight of how recruiters work we when we get a brief we will ask the um client um or even if you're an internal recruiter we will ask the hiring manager what kind of background would be acceptable and we would usually ask if they would take the step like the person who's the step down ready to move into that role do they need to be in that role um so that becomes the basis of how we search now you can make your headlines aspirational um but you'd need to be relatively close to that level to do that you know so what i mean by that is you 
probably aren't going to put national manager if you're a store manager. Um, I get that that's your goal and that's beautiful, um, but that's probably not going to get you where you want to go or get you um, noticed for the opportunities that you want. Um, however, if you are a store manager that's been in that role for a, for a pretty long time and you've started to get that experience of stepping up, then, yeah, you could definitely put... Um, multi-site manager or seeking multi-site manager but what I would never do in that section is put seeking a new opportunity yeah or available immediately or anything or like some airy fairy quote um because nobody searches on that um phrase any of those phrases I would have never searched for open to new opportunities or anything like that so you know don't waste that precious real estate on you know anything other than the exact skill sets that sell you yeah yeah so we are doing our keyword search we're looking for talent who are um, in certain roles we found the profile we like the headline we see we go onto the profile what's the next thing that we're looking at and about section and I would say at least 50% of profiles don't have one because it's not a mandatory section on LinkedIn in fact none of the sections are mandatory on LinkedIn which is uh, annoying um, because I feel like it would really help people if they had you know minimum sections that they needed to fill out um, the LinkedIn algorithm rewards those people that complete their profile the most, mm -hmm. meaning you come up higher in search results, the more complete your profile is. So, um, and also how often you're interacting on the platform too. So it does reward you, you know, it is obviously a commercial platform. And so they want people to completely interact on their platform, stay on their platform and put in as much information as possible so that so much networking is happening through LinkedIn. And a lot of people don't realise that. So that about section is where a lot of keyword optimization happens. Um, but it's also the place where we get to know who you are and it is really possible to tell people what you're looking for without saying I'm looking for a new job. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, interestingly, with resumes, I guess it's kind of similar what we're looking for in a LinkedIn profile versus a resume. Mm -hmm. What do you think are the key point of difference between how you build out your LinkedIn profile versus what it says on your resume? Should there be any or should they mimic each other as closely as possible? I think they should mimic each other to a point, but you also have time to really expand on your achievements and your responsibilities. And context is so key, like we talked about in resumes. Context is really important. Like I want to know what you're accountable for because that is going to be a deciding factor in whether I reach out to you or not. Um, so um, I, I think you can definitely afford to expand on your experience a little bit more on LinkedIn. And it's the place to sell yourself. I mean, obviously, your resume is a place to sell yourself too, but you want to be a little bit more concise, probably quite succinct in that regard. And don't waffle on your LinkedIn by any means because no one wants to read waffle. Um, but, you know, it is a chance to say, I'm bloody great, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a gun, you need to hire me. So, um, and the more things you can sing out about, like you can highlight your portfolio if you're a designer, you can add that into your LinkedIn and I 100% would encourage you to do that. Yeah. You can, you know, if, you've, you know, if you're in marketing and you run a campaign, you can highlight that on your LinkedIn as well. So there's there's areas to really help you shine and tell people who you are. The more content on LinkedIn, the better. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think about having resumes attached to LinkedIn profile? Is that something that will lure you in that you look to? No, nah, never. You know why? Because I don't know what it is, but there's a glitch always and they open in a really funny format. So it's completely irrelevant. Like, honestly, turn on the back end, 
of LinkedIn. There's a privacy setting. It says, I want to be contacted. You can also add your information. And if you're really game enough, as long as you're discerning about who you're accepting as your connection, make sure that your privacy settings are set so that we can see your email if you are, um, if you have accepted my connection request and you can even set it so that you can see your phone number if you want mine has my phone number because I want people to reach me um because a lot of the time I won't bother contacting you on LinkedIn if I can tell you're not on that platform and I can tell because you've got 50 connections and you've not commented on anything and I can see no activity. So I'd be like, right, well, I'll just email that person instead because I, I think they'll be more responsive on their emails. Um, so the people that make it really easy for me to connect with them, I'm like, cool. Like sometimes I'll get a message back like three months later on LinkedIn. Mm. Like, yes, I'm keen on that role. And I'm like, oh, God, dude, shit, sailed a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I cannot tell you how many times that's happened to me recently as well, but it is very frustrating, um, I guess, from the headhunting perspective to go on and not be able to have any avenue to contact a candidate other than LinkedIn when, like you said, they're not actively engaging with the platform. So when you have no other option to conduct outreach, you're, you're very limited in terms of connections. Yeah. And what do you think? Because I know this is a big question for all of our um, listeners. Do you accept connection requests from people you don't know? I do all the time. (laughs) I'm always open to networking for a digital copy. Um, Yeah, I love receiving connections. I love candidate outreach. I love cold outreach. I think you know, LinkedIn, you're almost cold selling yourself to an unknown audience. A resume is very different because you're intentional in terms of submitting it, sending it to a careers inbox or whatever inbox it might be. You know, on the other end, someone is actively looking to fill a role, whereas LinkedIn, you are really kind of putting yourself out there to sell to a cold audience and almost inviting people to connect to you based on how skilled you are. So Mm -hmm. it does function very differently to a resume and um, I am always opening to connections. I get some funky ones on there. I'm not saying I accept every single one. Don't you worry. I have definitely declined my fair share, but um, anyone in the right realm, in the right industry, I accept and you know what, I love if a candidate reaches out to me first. It hasn't happened often. Um, it has happened in the past when I've had my profile set as, you know, show me as the job poster. It happens yeah. all the time then. But yeah. at the moment, um, and since I've launched my business, not a lot of people have reached out to me to say I'm actively job hunting, can we network? They'll wait till I post a role. So I think there's something in that sort of active, proactive outreach to recruiters. Yeah. I agree. You absolutely don't need to know someone before accepting their connection request. Um, All that happens is that your network gets bigger and therefore you'll start to see the things that your network is clicking on, liking, commenting on, things that you wouldn't have seen um, if you hadn't accepted those people. And what LinkedIn, the beauty of LinkedIn is that it's not like Facebook where you have to be friends. You'll see other people outside of your network that are connected to that person. And if you're smart about your network and you keep it to like, okay, cool, does this person say, for example, do they work in the fashion industry? Yes. Um, You know, do they work in Australia? Yes. Uh, You know, like if that literally, that's probably the two criteria. I mean, for me, it's not even Australia. Like if they work in a market that I think is relevant, then, I will be like, cool. I mean, when I came back from London, I had to really build my pool in Melbourne and Sydney, um, all, all, all of Australia really, because I was just getting London, you know, because I'd spent so long there. Um, and now it's actually probably really kind of 60, 40 now. Um, but it's it's so important. Um, you don't need to know them it's just accept them if they look like they're relevant because who knows where that's going to lead. Right. And I love on LinkedIn that the feed concept of, you know, I add you, I don't necessarily know you, but you start liking or commenting on posts that 
I would potentially like or comment on myself. And then I look at whose post that was and they end up being someone of interest and I connect with them. And then all of a sudden that post of interest, you know, it's how algorithms work. But yeah. so for example, for me, I have been sourcing a lot of um, shop fit out imagery from LinkedIn lately, just by chance. Yeah. Now that is populating my feed quite a bit. Yes. It's quite amazing because I'm coming across all these brands that are rapidly expanding and the people who look after project management and sales. And it's a really clever platform and a really clever way to build your personal brand in the digital world and in fashion to be active and posting and commenting and sharing and liking and, you know, all that stuff. And LinkedIn wants you to, uh, you know, interact on their platform the same way that you do on Instagram and Facebook. They want you to spend time on it. They want to keep you on there, um, but they know that people aren't using it in the same way. So they actually haven't restricted the algorithm the way that Facebook and Instagram have. So Facebook and Instagram knew very quickly that they could monetize that and that they could hide things to make you pay to advertise and blah, blah. We won't get too technical, but... LinkedIn doesn't operate in the same way, okay? So anything you post on LinkedIn will be seen by a load more people than would be seen on Facebook or Instagram um, because they want interaction and they they love video content. They love, um, you know, sharing of articles. You can publish an article on LinkedIn, um, all of that. And then if it's liked by enough people, they'll highlight it as a... Um, market that you're in so there's so many great opportunities to start raising your profile and start being seen as a voice of authority and an expert in your role um and that is how you start so yes it's an optimized um you know profile but it's also then how you interact on the platform it's not just like hey can i have a job um it's you know really sort of doing those meaningful things that are generated by you know a genuine desire to share information Mm. Uh, yeah i love linkedin honestly i'm learning so much from you right now too because i haven't necessarily looked into the back end i feel like I'm definitely the LinkedIn rookie of the call. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to move on to the next topic, which is the turnoffs. So LinkedIn profile turnoffs. What are your top turnoffs when it comes to looking at candidate profiles? Um, oh, gosh. Well, okay, let's start with the profile picture. Yeah. I... Like we, you, you don't need your school photo. It doesn't need to be this corporate headshot, you know, and it doesn't need to be a professional one. Let me just preface it by saying all of that. Sunglasses, peace signs, pout faces, like all need to go on the bin. Yeah. Um, not, it's not, it's not even about, it's, and, and to be honest, it's not because I don't think they're appropriate. That's not why. I actually don't. I think there's a real shift now to really showing your personality and um, LinkedIn and it doesn't need to be corporate buttoned up or like, you know, I'm so professional, Um, you know, professional to me is different to professional to somebody else. But what, what happens when you wear sunglasses or pout is you're preventing people from really connecting with you and seeing you. We just want to see you smile. It needs to be relatively close to your face. So like shoulders and above. If it's a full body shot, I can't see you. I don't know. And it's not about me judging how you look or assessing your fit for a brand. It's about connecting with you. And, you know, you start to make those brain connections of like, oh, yeah, okay, I know who that is. And that's very helpful when you're dealing with, well, I mean, how many, you know, we would do like 30 to 50 calls a day. Um, And it's hard, you know, to recollect everyone and, you know, you want to give great service and all the rest of that. So it's really important to be showing that you're who you are, you know, help, help the person. So I think number one is have a good shot. Um, and have a shot. I'll tell you what, I oh, am yes. on exploring a profile that doesn't have a photo. And again, it's not about, it's not necessarily about making assumptions. It's actually a, a level of, um, commitment and a level of like them taking pride in their digital presence and 
you can very quickly make an assumption if someone doesn't have a, a yeah. photo that their profile, the rest of it's not filled out. And often that assumption's wrong, you know, like you can yeah. go to that profile and see they've got their full career history on there and blah, blah, blah. But no profile picture makes me, you know, assume That's that they're true. not that committed to whatever it is they're trying to achieve through LinkedIn. So that's yeah. huge. I think I think that that would definitely be top of my list. Yes. And, you know, post-COVID 2020, it's a digital era. It was already a digital era, era, but if there was ever, you know, this year now, it's digital. So if you don't have a complete LinkedIn profile, if you don't have LinkedIn, if you don't have a photo, it makes us question how digital, digitally savvy you are. Absolutely. And that's a concern for a lot of businesses. I'm not asking you to code a website, but we're asking you to interact on, you know, the number one professional networking site in the world. It's the largest. It is, you know, it's critical. Um, you've got to be on there. Um, so, yeah, photos is definitely a big one. Yeah. Um, if you conduct having a photo to me or having no photo is the same as the difference between a phone interview versus an in-person or a video interview. We are so much more likely to connect when we are putting a face to the name and we're, you know, being able to use our body language to communicate. It's the biggest part of communication. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So not having that photo, it has that same effect. You just don't feel the same connection like you were saying. Exactly. I just, I don't, I almost feel like I know you, you know, and so when I see someone smiling and they look really confident and relaxed and um, I don't know, I just, it makes me almost feel like, oh, what's that person about? And I want to talk to them. Um, and yeah. Fashion, you know, like that is, fashion is how we express ourselves, especially in this industry. So yeah. you, do, you do get to build more of a profile and a personality for yourself based on how you put a look together and how you decide to present yourself. There's no right or wrong, but it is yeah. about um, showing your personal style. For me, that's, you know, that's important to connecting with someone. I want to know, you know, how yeah. you like to dress and what you like to wear. Yes, absolutely. Um, number two would be... Um, yeah, probably people who treat it very transactionally, um, like, you know, who come back and say, um, you know, I have had literally messages saying, give me a job, or people posting on my comments saying, I need a job, um, or, um, or, you know, and I don't disagree with this question, but I think it needs to be asked contextually. Um, people who say, what's the salary? You know, as in like if I reach out and say, blah, 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 you know, I, I think that's a totally reasonable question. But do I think it's a question that should be asked in isolation as the first question? No, I don't. Um, money's important. It's essential to everyone. We will establish very quickly if you are... Um, not in the budget for this role um and and you know i think no one's trying to trap anyone or to make them take less money or anything like that most recruiters should be relatively skilled at being able to assess your level and to have a rough idea of where you might be sitting um give or take um but you know so i think questions like that that are quite um yeah not warm questions they're quite direct um remember it's a written form of communication so there's lots of opportunities for it to be taken different ways um and so i think you know that that's a question that should be kind of provided some context um or ideally asked over the phone yeah, I totally agree because that messaging function, people don't always use it to their advantage in terms of relationship building and yeah. uh, you lose all tone of voice, you lose all body language, which, again, are the hugest part of, of what happens yeah. and how we interpret a message. Yeah. Words are such a small fraction of how we interpret what we're saying to each other. So when yeah. you use all of that through email, text, LinkedIn messaging, you have to be very considerate in, in how you do word things, how you use punctuation. And I guess for me, even more so than the bluntness on the messaging is not replying at all. I think it's very respectful to respectfully say I'm not open to opportunities at the moment, especially through COVID. I did a lot of cold outreach to build relationships with people and got no response and 
or a rude response and then later down the track specifically in the last sort of four weeks people have come back to say oh I'm job hunting now blah 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 and that is for me a huge turn off because I go well when you weren't actively looking you weren't kind if I'm considering you for a customer facing role what does that make me think you might you know hold yourself as in front of a client or a customer or there's a lot of messaging that I can interpret from not receiving a message at all. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's really important to be yeah, polite and, um, you know, put your best foot forward, you know, and, and especially in the fashion industry, it's a small industry, you know, we know everybody. So it's important to um, in, interact on the platform the way you would in real life um, and hold yourself to that same standard, I think is really important. Yeah. And then the next section that for me that hardly anyone utilizes is the keywords section. So the skills, um, you actually have 50 skills that you can put in there. When you started that, I was thinking, oh my God, is this going to be a section I don't utilize, but no, I have skills on there. And I also endorse people for skills. And I also yeah. make them, what are they called? Recommendations. Recommendations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so important. Um, but this. So just, yeah, without getting too technical, again, when we search on keywords, um, that is the, you know, equal second most important section with your about section after your headline um, keywords. You've got up to 50. Use them. Tell us what you can do, particularly if you're in digital marketing or yeah. social media or you're using systems that are really prominent like Shopify or um, Asana or anything like that, you need to tell people that because those are really important keywords that they are searching on. Now, we're not really searching on your soft skills on LinkedIn, so you can put soft skills into the keyword section, but I'm very rarely searching for someone who's like, honest or a leader or you know things like that but you can use them I would encourage people to utilize all 50 but what I would encourage you to do is look at the people that you think are amazing um, and then just kind of look at what their keywords are um, and and then you know start trying to copy some of those but don't don't lie obviously if you don't have that skill don't put it down um, but you know it is important to kind of think about it. you might see someone else's profile and think oh I do that too um, so you know really important to put that down and I can't stress enough how much it's important to put down your systems and software capability um, because that is quite often something specific that people will search on um, yeah it's um, interesting because people can add skills for you too. I'm always sort of complimented. It hasn't happened to me for a long time, but people used to randomly add skills for me. I know Tiger Lily, um, Chris, who I worked with, he went on and added one for me and I thought, oh, it was such a basic one that I hadn't thought of and he added it for me and I thought, you know what, I am good at that. I forget what it was. It was something yeah. really basic. But, um, yeah, those skills are important and I'm yes. sure everyone knows this, but, um, you know, you are match to a job based on what skills you've posted on there too so when I go on yeah. um it will say you're in the top 10 percent of applicants for x role or when I post a job in the back end it will also generate a top I don't know what it is maybe 50 yeah. candidates who are appropriate for that role based on the titles they've held and the skills they've got listed on their profile you know three out of ten skills match this role it's a really cool little tool that helps us as recruiters find people and great people really quickly yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And those, that is where that, you know, initial couple of hours of that job going live, like that's the, the, the critical time, you know, that's go time, show time, like that's when we're going to reach out. So um, you want to, that's how you make yourself visible. And if you don't utilise those sections, then you're not going to be found. And then those are generally the people who think, oh, LinkedIn's a waste of time and it doesn't do anything for me. Um, it, it does so much for you if you, you know, take the time to do it properly. So, yeah, if I talk, like, it will, if you have to have over 500 connections um, for the algorithm to prioritize you, yeah, these are things that people have no idea. 500 connections um, and about section, not only your professional experience, but also content under your professional experience. Um, some keywords, you know, ideally 10, but you know, use them all. Three yeah. recommendations that's an all star profile. 
Um, I didn't know recommendations made you an all-star. When during COVID, I had this one day where I went, I need to find something to be productive. And I found this little, I don't know, it was a meme or something. And it said, leave your Google reviews for businesses, leave recommendations for individuals. And I went ham. I think I left like 15 recommendations for girls. I'd Because I knew they'd be job hunting. Yeah. Um, And I was like, can you give me some back? But it's such a nice function because A, you get the warm and fuzzies when it comes through. But B, it really makes a candidate stand out because they're rare to come by, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like complete like online references. It's like literally like look at all these people that endorse this person. Look at all the people that have said amazing things about, um, you know, working with them. And the best way to get a recommendation is exactly like you just said, give a recommendation, get a recommendation. So yeah, absolutely you need to, to do all of that. And then, you know, you can do personal branding on there. You can tailor your cover letter. Um, cover photo to be so that then a photo to be about you I've seen people put you know really cool image and then like font like their name and what they do and it just is those little touches that makes people think like yeah like you've got a digital presence and it's it's awesome um and you know things like yeah adding in your accomplishments and highlights and um you're just interacting on that platform and it's impressive. It's impressive to a stranger who's just happened across your profile. Um, and when you've got interesting things, not just like a, yeah, like we are saying in your resume, like, you know, and likes long walks along the beach and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, you know, like funny anecdotes, a bit of personality, a bit of quirk, um, you know, I'm passionate about blah, 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 you know, t- come talk to me about. Um, you can add in volunteering information, mentoring information. Um, yeah, like I, I'm part of a group called She Mentors where I give out mentor hours. So I have that on there. Like you can, you, you know, you can talk to me through She Mentors and, um, you know, so lots of um, amazing opportunities happen when you actually really think about, exactly like you said what kind of digital presence do you want to have what kind of impression do you want people to have when they land on your linkedin um do you want people to land on your linkedin exactly exactly and if you do um if you if you want to experience the hidden market of jobs that's how you go about it yeah, and you know what? That's one of the reasons we actually started this podcast. We talk about unlocking the secret universe of careers. Yeah. And LinkedIn is literally the key to most of it and networking. Yeah. I think you and I are spending countless hours a day, a week, a month doing cold outreach on there. Um, and we've spoken about it before, but candidates reaching out it's important and it, and it can happen a lot more. I know um, a lot of people I've spoken to, whether it's through resume services, career coaching, they're a little bit nervous to take that step to reach out or yeah. in and send a message to a recruiter or to a talent acquisition, whoever it might be, or to someone they'd like to just network with and pick their brain about their career. It's only happened yeah. to me a couple of times. So what yeah. tips can you share with people who do want to be doing some cold outreach and messaging, um, you know, people of influence over the platform? Ooh, go as high up the chain as you possibly can. It's not annoying. It's not a pain in the bum. And, you know, like I think when people say to me, oh, isn't that, isn't that really um, annoying? I'm like, you probably need to reassess in the nicest way possible how that level of importance that you feel like you have like do you know what like as a recruiter I get a lot a lot a lot of messages on LinkedIn and I generally try to make a a, a rule to obviously respond to every single one so look you know put it into context if it's a recruiter or someone like that they're going to be getting a lot of traffic coming through Um, but you cannot underestimate the importance of going to a small business owner and saying I followed your journey for X amount of times. I love this specific thing about your business. I love your values are blah, 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 blah. Um, I would so welcome the opportunity to grab a coffee with you because I would love to hear about what I need to do um, to position myself better to be considered for a job at your business. Um, 
like you're not going to have 100% success right every time and that's probably the biggest piece of advice to go into it with because if you're going to take it personally every time someone doesn't respond you'll never jump on um, we can't underestimate the importance and how powerful that is. Um, it's so, so, you know, it gives you the woman fuzzies, you know, when people reach out to you to say, I want to work for your business. Um, so I would say find the manager of the team that you want to be in or listen, balls to the wall, go to the CEO. Like if you've got it in you, I can't tell you, I guarantee you a CEO who had a store manager emailing them or messaging them on LinkedIn saying, I want to be your store manager for what location, they will love that. They absolutely will. And you know what I think is really important is for People to remember, like, when you're sending that message, you're not saying, give me a job. Like, you're not outright going to them and saying, do you have any roles available? That's probably not the right approach. But it Mm -hmm. might be your knee-jerk reaction if you're sending that message for the first time. Networks Mm -hmm. are very, very different. And building a relationship and a connection with someone is very different to, um, yeah, like a an outright I want a job with you can you give me a job it's the same as dating you don't message a guy or a girl and say will you be my boyfriend before going hey you want a relationship or you want to understand you know what do I need to do to be successful like you said what opportunities might present themselves down the track you want to learn about that person's career trajectory everyone started somewhere right the first I got national training and development I started as a Christmas casual so you want to understand and show a real genuine interest in the steps and the mapping and the company it's more about learning than it is about asking for a job and that's so important in the phrasing of the messaging as well to go and receive a relationship build and not to walk away from the meeting with a job that's more than going to be your outcome unless they're recruiting for a role maybe it might be a different approach of course, yes, of course. And you might want to cut to the chase if that's the case. But it is like standing in line at a coffee shop and asking a stranger to buy you a coffee. It is literally like, hey, do you want to grab my coffee? Like, no. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, same thing. Like, it's it's, it's a bit of a weird interaction. But, um, yeah, I think that you should also know that the fruits of your labour might come down the line. And it will be how you conducted yourself in that message. That will be, you know, someone might be super impressed, but they also might be, you know, I look at one of my clients. He is, you know, their brand has exploded. They've just been offered a um, three-month lease for free in a shopping centre. They um, were showing at Melbourne Fashion Week. Then they just had a newborn, right? So if I reach out to him, no matter what I say right now, like he's like, you know, crazy times. So we don't know what's happening for that person. So they might not respond straight away. So it doesn't mean it hasn't worked. It just means it might not be the right time. But I guarantee you that there will be messages like that, that down the line actually do result in something for you. Um, And I, I cannot tell you, I was saying this earlier, actually, I can probably say there's about seven to eight people this year that I've helped get into jobs that we have already introduced, already sent their CV, already kind of the company was aware of them. Then we just kind of tried it again from a different angle. And then, yeah, there you go. Success done into your dream role. If they had taken it as a, oh, they don't reply and oh, like whatever, like it doesn't work. Um, then they would still be in that position that they're in. So, yeah, I think, you know, go as high up the chain as you possibly can, personally, unless you're going to go and approach, I don't know, the CEO of David Jones. Then you've got to be realistic. Um, that might not yield you the result that you want. But if you want to go to the CEO of, I don't know, um, any business, small Aussie designer business, um, yeah, they're going to love that. And you know what? Follow-up messages are okay. Yeah. It's like, like you said, sometimes I know I've been caught in a moment where I went, I really don't have time to reply to this message, but looked at it and thought, oh, how how great. 
Yeah. But it has totally slipped my mind and never again has it crossed my mind to open my phone back up to that message and respond to it, you know, through LinkedIn I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but if I get a follow-up from that person, often my response is, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't get around to it, but I did mean to. Let's chat. Yeah. It's yeah. It's okay because people get busy. That's life. Yeah. And don't always want something from that reach out or that meeting. Be grateful for the connection because you never know where that's going to lead. Um, And, you know, uh, when we had Alex on the show, I'm just actually even trying to remember how I did meet Alex through, uh, do you know what? I, 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 I went to a networking event, a panel discussion. I met this girl, Saskia. Um, I, I reached out to Saskia. She said, I've got this community. Do you want to join my community? And I said, yeah, great. We had a coffee. We made a connection. We built a friendship. Then she was like, I want to go meet Alex from Lululemon. Do you want to come with me? I was like, brilliant. Met Alex. Then I was like, right, cool. Made a friendship with Alex. You know, nothing. And, and, and I, you know, other than a beautiful friendship and learning so much about her, like nothing has been gained from any of that other than just like, wow, we know so many people get introduced and then it's like reach out to this person. I'm sure eventually something from a commercial sense or a business sense would come from that. But, you know, it's just about the fact that it's so serendipitous and, you know, it also, I think informational interviews are very powerful. And, you know, by that, I mean finding someone that you would love them to be your mentor or um, you want to be like them. And exactly like you said, you know, asking them for a coffee. But the key here is you buy them the coffee. You, they're giving you their time, you buy them the coffee and, you know, you learn. And then, you know, I guarantee you that there would be no hesitation on that person's behalf to recommend you for a job at their organisation when one becomes available because they've got to know you. And what is the biggest pain point for all recruiters? It's time-consuming. We want to get to the best people the quickest. And what better than a personal recommendation from someone in the organisation? Um, so, yeah. yeah. No, not what you know, right? Most, That's true. You know, most of my recruitment in retail has been through the birds of a feather concept and even now with my business, birds of a feather flock together, great talent, loves great talent, great talent, knows great talent. So Absolutely. networking is powerful in so many ways. I feel like we could do a whole episode on networking and then oh there we go there's the next one yeah and be generous with your time you know it's good karma um do people favors without needing anything back you know just you know it's it's so powerful it puts such good energy out into the universe you know and don't expect things back just do something great for someone because it makes you feel good and it's helped them it will come back to you tenfold Totally agree. Well, I feel like that's a really nice way to wrap up our LinkedIn episode. I know I have already learned from you. I thought my LinkedIn profile was all right, but there's a few things I can definitely do to tweak it. So I'm sure everyone listening is feeling inspired. I think key takeaway is you and I will use LinkedIn every single day. (laughs) Absolutely. And tweak your LinkedIn, you know, as you grow, as you get you know, more established, tweak it, change it, write something new, you know, it's, it's, it's not set in stone, you know, so just keep, keep at it and keep changing it. And I I literally could not tell you how much you'll get from it. It's amazing. It's so Mm. powerful. Like all social media, but I feel like I did this at the start. It's one of my favourites. I feel like it adds value that other platforms don't. The articles I read on LinkedIn are so inspiring and I get a lot of food for thought in terms of like professional growth personal growth sparks of inspiration for business it's a very cool platform to yeah be on and and be engaging with regularly yeah totally agree all right well I feel everyone's going to go write their LinkedIn profile now off you go and if you have any other questions you can always slide into our dm absolutely (laughs) 